Welcome to Inside the Bradfield Centre. I'm James Parson, Managing Director of the Bradfield Centre, and today we have a special episode dedicated to the Trinity Bradfield Prize. Welcome to a special episode of Inside the Bradfield Centre. Really looking forward to this one because uh, this episode is all about the Trinity Bradfield Prize. Um, And we have two guests uh, for this episode, uh, Ishwan and Simon, who are both previous winners of the prize. So great opportunity to catch up with them, uh, get a little insight in terms of what their experience of the competition was like and what's been happening since they won their prizes. Um, So why don't we start with some introductions. Uh, Intran, do you want to go first and just introduce yourself? I'm Yichuan Zhang. I'm now the CEO of BossBeat, which is the uh, startup I started after winning the Bradfield uh, Prize. Before that, uh, I worked as a postdoc associate at the University of Cambridge uh, Department of Engineering. I was working on uh, machine learning, particular generative AI for data cleaning and analysis at the moment. Before that, I finished my PhD from University of Edinburgh, 2015. And then after that, I went to Germany, worked for two and a half years in a a fashion startup. And then after that, I feel like I still want to do more research. And then I moved to Cambridge. And Simon, over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to to the audience? Sure. Yeah, Simon Engelke, originally from Berlin, Germany, um, did my PhD in Cambridge on lithium ion batteries, and now moved um, to Munich, Germany, where I started um, a company called Battery Associates. And yeah, very excited to share more about our um, experience and also about the Trinity Battery Prize. Yeah, so why don't we uh, just kind of turn the clock back a little bit, if you can remember. How did you um, how did you first discover the Trinity Bradfield Prize and and kind of what made you uh, apply Simon why don't you start with that and we'll move on to Shwan Sure thing um, I mean it's hard to know what exactly how I exactly found it but I think I kind of heard about it through like entrepreneurial um, associations in Cambridge like Q and a few others and I think it's been you know it's been shared around and um, yeah I think it sounded really intriguing to have this kind of mix between like, you know, like a co-working space such as the Bradfield Center, but also Trinity as a college. And to be honest, though, when, when I applied, you know, was the was the first version. So um, there wasn't much known about it, but it sounded intriguing enough to give it a go. And so that's why I did. And Ishwan, was that a similar experience for you? It's kind of similar, I think. I also cannot remember exactly, but I think I discovered from the website of the Bradfield Center um, but that is because I joined another entrepreneur event called MedTech Boost, something like that, at the center before. So, so I got learned to the center. And then at that point, I was trying to apply for different competitions. Then I just saw this one. Actually, I was very close to the deadline. It's like two days before that. So I just quickly wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you both kind of name checked, I guess, other you know other entrepreneurship related activities across the university. So, would you describe yourselves as being kind of plugged into the the entrepreneurship kind of community inside the university? Were you going to lots of you know societies and meetups and conferences? H- how active were you guys uh, prior to uh, applying to the prize? For me, uh, I think at the moment I started to 
to think about uh, to to join these kind of events at the beginning of 2019, something like this. And then I start uh, to go to some workshops and uh, take some discussions or some events organized here there. I think I went to Berlin once for uh, this what is called some networks uh, like European entrepreneur for postdocs events training something like this. And then after that, I started to looking for competitions. And then I think I participated also this University of Cambridge, this kind of incubators competition at the same time also. And Simon, Simon, were you active on the scene, going to lots of events and uh, networking, etc.? Yeah, I think similar to what was just discussed. Um, I definitely have been, you know, I think quite early on when I when I joined Cambridge, I've been engaged in this association, like you know, um, like Q, what I mentioned. Cambridge University entrepreneurs. I was also fortunate to become a young entrepreneur there. So this was another competition I did with them before that. Um, and yeah, I was very much interested in that. But I think also um, I was kind of looking for something in between, which was you know a bit more sizable than some of this really small competition, let's say. And on the other hand, also not like you know like maybe like the same scales internationally, right? Where um, the competition is very high internationally, but also um, where often like you know people want shares and things like that. So. I, I was kind of looking for something which is in between these two other things I'd found before. I mean, we'll come on and kind of reflect on, you know, what's happened since you've won the prize. But as someone that's kind of been through this experience now and, and, and has that kind of uh, uh, experience of being in the university and then winning prizes, w- would your advice be to, you know, students right now, how, how would you advise them to get more ingrained in the kind of uh, community to to discover opportunities and, you know, to meet the right kinds of people that might help them on their entrepreneurial journey? I mean, I think for me, you know, I mean, the the work should stand before the prices, right? I think there's a bit of a, um, you know, people can be a bit carried away, right, by just kind of trying to win prices. And I think, I mean, that's that's fine, right? I think, you know, many people have gotten into that and, you know, I mean, also have been quite looking to these prices. But I think what it really comes down to, right, to, to realize, you know, what you're doing it for, what are like, you know, what's what's the need, um, so for me, yeah, it definitely was like the right decision to, I mean, to go for it, obviously, because it was one. But I think also, um, of course, there's always a trade-off of time, right? I think what I quite liked was this application was, at least in the beginning, quite short. Um, and then I think, you know, I think it was a quite nicely designed like um, process of the applications, um, which I think was very meaningful and made it very attractive, you know, to apply for this. Um, there are also like a lot of other, you know, competitions and prizes where um, it's sometimes you feel like you spend more time actually in the competition than actually doing your work, which is of course not what you want, right? And I think, or sometimes you have conditions of, you know, how you can use these things and it kind of restricts you more than actually like, you know, enabling you to do what you came for doing, which is doing a startup. So um, yeah, so I think, you know, the trade-off is important, but in this case, it definitely worked out for me. Yeah. So, um, Ishwan, why don't we? Uh, why don't you just remind uh, the listeners what your idea was that you submitted to the prize? You know, tell us about the kind of the winning technology uh, that you uh, came up with. Yeah, the the idea um, I present as a competition at the moment was like a, the like a fast Bayesian inference, which is kind of like the AI algorithm that you use to to mimic our human's understanding process. Basically, you based on observations and you get your abstraction of ideas of the world 
And this kind of recognition process, which is usually called beta inference, is um, very powerful, but computationally very heavy. This is why uh, still at the moment, many like commercial major AI don't use this method yet. So, and then my research had some breakthrough on this kind of uh, uh, inference algorithm, so it's can make it much faster. So I was pitching this idea to use it to like develop more general AI. And have you have you um, have you focused then kind of on the optimization of the, of the algorithm to you know reduce the amount of computing power needed? Actually, not really much because the computational power now is uh, is developing very fast, and my algorithm was already very very good. So now we are more focusing on how to commercialize it and uh, to scale it up for different problems rather than technical perspective because AI is it's very abstract thing. So, I mean, you have AI, then, but what, <laughs> what you can do with it? So we're more solving this problem rather than technical problem. Right, yeah. So you're looking for the application of it and the, the kind of use, the use cases to get people excited about the potential. Okay, interesting. So, so I guess we'll creep into a little bit of, you know, what's happened since you won the prize. Uh, it sounds like you've actually continued on to develop the, uh, the algorithm, which is, which is fantastic. I mean, do you want to, do you want to tell us, uh, you know, kind of what's happened since you won the prize? Very shortly after I won the prize, I got seed round funding secured from IQ Capital in Cambridge. And then after that, I plan to start my company, register the company, a lot of administration and preparation stuff. And at the moment, I also uh, finishing my postdoc. So that was a really crazy period of time. <laughs> I'm kind of doing three jobs at the same, at the same moment. Yeah. And then after that was COVID and then everything like kind of turned upside down. And then I moved to London, uh, worked myself for a month or two. And then um, the other two co-founders also joined me. So yeah. And then since then we start to do like a prototype, develop our AI as a platform. And then in the last three months, we kind of like very aggressively developing this kind of uh, AI solutions like real world AI applications. So now we have roughly 10 or 15 demos on totally different uh, sectors like fintech, healthcare, data analysis and uh, automobile stuff. Yeah. Amazing. And, and you, you and your co-founders are full time on this now? Is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. And Kerry, Kerry, I believe, from IQ Capital was one of the judges, right? So there's a, there's a, there's a real, a real direct connection there from going through the prize and actually getting the investment from IQ Capital. I don't know if that's really direct because actually I got in touch with IQ before the competition. So actually, it's kind of like a funny Kerry also show now <laughs> during, the, <laughs> during the competition, yeah. Okay, so that was so you actually you were pretty proactive then in terms of reaching out to it. Yeah, so I kind of like uh, moved with uh, fundraising quite fast. I was very lucky, uh, but also like uh, super fast with with the idea. Yeah. Nice. Okay. 
just to pause the conversation a second and tell you a little bit more about the changes we're making at the Bradfield Centre, we now offer a whole range of new flexible membership packages which support home workers, hybrid home working blended with access to high quality office space and meeting room hire by the hour. Starting from as little as £45 per month, visit bradfieldcentre.com for more information or call 01223 919 600. And Simon, you know, how about you? Why don't you uh, just walk us through your uh, your technology, your idea, and uh, and give us the update of how things have developed since the prize? Sure, happy to. Yeah, I mean, at the time of the prize, I was really looking to um, kind of commercializing, you know, some some technology also based on my PhD and some of the insights I had. So really looking at optimization of electrode structures um, for battery applications. So yeah, quite a, like quite on a technical level. And I, you know, very passionate for it, you know, and I think it was really exciting. And for me, also, really, the idea with the Trinity Bradford Prize was to, you know, to really explore more the commercial potential um, and also get more, like, you know, real-world feedback. I think one thing is, you know, often, you know, if you're, like, in a, stuck in the research, you know, in the development, um, we're kind of, you know, lacking a bit of the, um, you know, the, the industry perspective and the real-world perspective. And this was something really where the Trinity Bradfield's prize came in really handy, you know, it was really perfect because one, you know, we had all these mentoring and sessions, you know, during the, you know, the, like, you know, the few months after, you know, the, the prize. Um, and this was really helpful, but also afterwards, you know, through the, you know, through the support, I was able to like, you know, spend a few more months, dig into it deeper, also meet many, many and visit many, many um, potential, like, you know, commercial partners. And one thing really kind of struck me at the time was to realize that, you know, just the development cycle of what I had in mind would take way longer than I, you know, I thought, um, just like kind of get a commercial. And then also I think the there wasn't really, you know, the thing kind of companies were desperate about, you know, and I think if you're a startup, right, it's an uphill battle. We really want to work on something where there's a big demand, right? Like there's a big need, you know, you don't want to come with the, with the hammer and everything looks like a nail. Um, you know, you want to you want to come with you know the box of nails and everyone's desperate, and this was something right where this is also something which led me to pivot. Um, you know, from a startup for multiple reasons. What this was the strongest one. Another one was also COVID at the time. You know, which also made it all much more tricky with the development. Um, so to kind of you know pivot um, to kind of stop you know the development I was kind of planning to do before, but move it more into like you know like in like a different concept. So battery associates and what I'm doing right now. So it's still in the battery space. But it's not like developing this one technology which I had in mind, but rather kind of starting. So we started an educational program, which was quite successful, called the Battery MBA, which really teaches people around the world. We have now customers from 22 countries about batteries and like, you know, big companies represented, you know, the, yeah, the big players in the space, really. So we have this, but also we are doing software, which was something which also kind of struck me at the time as well. When I was after the, um, the month after, the, you know, winning the prize, I was talking to a lot of these customers and I realized actually data was a much bigger problem than I anticipated. And it was much bigger than the technology solution I had in mind. Um, so we also kind of now work on these software solutions as well as some, some open soft, uh, open source hardware. So quite a pivot, let's say of rather building a one product company, building more like a platform and like, you know, having different strategies. But for me, it just fits much better, you know, and I think this was the Trinity Bradford Prize was really helpful for that because I had the time to kind of look with a different lens, look more from a commercial lens, understanding, you know, from these other players, like what do they need? And then also actually build a business which I can bootstrap, which was kind of part of the my idea also behind the Trinity Bradford Prize, right, to, to actually build a company which is bootstrapped rather than one which is highly invested. And, you know, both both have their own um, 
reasons. But I think for me, this made a lot of sense, and I'm very happy that we can do it this way. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's why it's perfect to have both of you on as guests in this episode because you've you've both taken slightly different paths, right? You know, uh, you know, obviously Ishwan has gone and onwardly developed his idea, raised funding, building a team, gone full time. You got the insights and the kind of uh, um, feedback through the process and have pivoted and are doing in a, something in a in a parallel kind of sense, which I think just shows the two different outcomes, but both you know super positive outcomes in different ways, right? Yeah, we're still like a full, you know, full-time startup now, you know, having people, four people working for it. And so, you know, I think, as we say, I think one thing is, and that's also quite important, right, with startups, right, that they're different paths. There's not the one path. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a startup. Otherwise, we probably would do the corporate process. Um, but yeah, I think the what's really cool is and really, really powerful, right, if you have another kind of institution and, um, you know, more people kind of, you know, giving you a chance to kind of develop whatever you feel, you know, is, is the right path to go on. So, I mean, when we think about, uh, you know, we're bringing the prize back again for 2021 after the disruption of last year, what what would your advice be to any kind of student or postdoc listening to this in terms of getting involved? Um, let's start with uh, with you, Ishwan, on that one. I would encourage everyone to participate just uh, to try to experience something that is quite different from the typical academic research. But for those who really want to take this prize serious, want to pursue their entrepreneur career, I would say really just uh, go for whatever idea you have and uh, believe in yourself and pursue your dream. That's the most most important thing because at the end of the day, no matter you win or lose, you present your idea, you got feedback, this is the most valuable thing. Um, on the more practical side, I would say it is also quite a lot of things you need to study and really work on to organize your communication, to organize your ideas, think about how to present to the others from completely different field with completely different backgrounds. A lot of stuff you can learn from it and you need to work on it. So I think to definitely to take some workshops or uh, discuss with some friends who had such experience, that's definitely a good idea. And Simon, what's your take? I mean, definitely, I would suggest to apply. I think you know, it's not much you can do. And I think, yeah, from from a practical standpoint, I agree with what you said, Ishwan, um, that you know, it's it's quite important to also think from a commercial lens as well, um, not just from a scientific, you know, lens. I think often, and it's definitely something I think also quite in Cambridge, right? We get carried away by technology often. And I think one thing, which I, you know. Also, my I think presentation I did a bit different, right? Is to actually have a lot of things about at least commercial applications, even though they you know didn't end up to be the ones. But I think at least having a plan is really important, and have a credible plan, you know. And I think that's what's all about, right? In startups, right? You you always need a plan, and it it doesn't mean this will be the final one, and you know most likely it won't. But um, it's it's so important to kind of do this, and I think this is a great challenge for this, right? To kind of really think through, take an idea, and really think through. Like, you know, how would this become reality? You know, what does it need for that? You know, who can be potential clients? What's the, like, development cycle look like, et cetera? And, yeah, I also participate, for example, into a program called the Impulse Program, also in Cambridge, um, which also was good preparation, actually, for this competition as well. And I think Cambridge has so many resources, you know, that's I would really take advantage of it, you know, from a judge business school and elsewhere. I think there's so many, um, you know, resources and, you know, people also you can talk to to prepare for this. So I would definitely make the most use of it. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I think, uh, you know, we've had uh, a number of those organizations on the podcast over the last few months. And uh, you're absolutely right. You know, there's so many complementary pieces in Cambridge that really all tie together uh, to provide, you know, a really good experience, I think, on the entrepreneurial side of things. I mean, it goes without saying that obviously I know that you guys are not necessarily in Cambridge right now, but the door is always open at the Bradfield Centre if you're passing through. It'd be, uh, it'd be great to see you and uh, to catch up next time you're in town. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it when, when COVID allows it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time. Um, I, I know you're both very busy building your companies, so appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to repeating the process again this year. Thanks and all the best for the new startups. Thank you. Once again, a big thank you to Ishwan and for Simon for taking some time out of their busy schedule to come onto the show today. Really fascinating to catch up with them and to hear how well things have gone for both of them since winning the prize. In terms of this year's competition, there are some key dates for you to, to know. Applications open on 1st of July and the closing date for applications is the 23rd of October. Uh, so keep an eye out and you can make your applications at trinitybradfieldprize.co.uk or you can find that linked from bradfieldcentre.com. And then into November, on the 23rd of November, we have our prize giving ceremony, which will be both an in-person event and live streamed as well. So depending on your preference, you can either come to the Bradfield Centre to watch it in person, or you can watch from the comfort of your laptop. Uh, and again, you can register for that on trinitybradfieldprize.co.uk. Thank you to Carl Homer of Cambridge TV for producing today's show. You can listen to previous episodes of the show by searching for Inside the Bradfield Centre on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Amazon Music. If you do have the time, please give us a five-star review. It'll really help other people find us. And of course, you can also find the show by visiting bradfieldcentre.com. 